For added clarity, we've made an addendum to the Fairmont affair. We hope you'll like it and find it interesting. Let's begin with Lem Billings. He was the man that by introducing him to the work of sexologist Alfred Kinsey changed Avery Fowler's life forever. A close friend of the family, Uncle Lem had been a chum of John F. Kennedy since they were teenagers. In 1937, when Jack was 19 and Lem was 21, they spent two and a half months travelling Europe in the company of a charming dachshund they owned called Dunker. The trip to Europe solidified their friendship, creating a bond that only death could break. After Jack became president in 1960, Lem kept a room on the third floor of the White House, where he was a continuous and mostly welcome presence. Because Lem had an art degree, he and Mrs. Kennedy got along well. Plus, he wasn't put off by the First Lady's insecurities and endless pining about Jack's interest in women other than herself. Billings, a lifelong bachelor, said, Jack made a big difference in my life. Because of him, I was never lonely. He may have been the reason I never got married. Whatever the circumstances, John F. Kennedy and Len Billings were never far apart. That was until November 22nd, 1963. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. In 1981, racked by booze, recreational drugs, and New York excess, Len Billings died alone. His notes, photographs, and secrets were sealed and sent to Robert Kennedy Jr., where they remain today. Next are Abigail and Wojtek. As you know, Abigail Crisp was heir to an enormous family fortune derived from the fast food industry. Sophisticated, open-minded Californian that she was, it would take a sexy, older European prince to sweep her off her feet at 18. That prince arrived in Abigail's world as wannabe screenwriter and raconteur Czechoslovakian Wojtek Novak. Raised in the Paradubice region of Czech Republic, Wojtek grew up in one of the largest nudist colonies in the world. For Wojtek, there was certainly no privacy or shame. Thus, San Francisco was the perfect match in almost every way. After the disappearance of Swain, Abigail and Wojtek grew wary of San Francisco and its increasing influx of delusional people and moved promptly to Los Angeles, which they thought was safer. Once in LA, Abigail and Wojtek snuggled up with the director Roman Polanski and his beautiful wife, actress Sharon Tate. But in a terrible twist of fate, six years later, Abigail and Wojtek would be at the wrong place at the wrong time and would perish along with Sharon Tate at the hands of the bloodthirsty Manson family. As a matter of fact, Manson apparently didn't think that two and a half hours was enough. Who do you think I am? This is only a couple hours. Can you imagine what it would be like a couple days with me? 
I live a hundred years a day. If there is a heaven, perhaps they're reunited with Swain. He gave them everything just to sit at their table. Next comes the charismatic and colorful psychiatrist, Dr. Louis Jolyon West, or Jolly West, as he was known colloquially. He first appears on the Fairmont Event Horizon on August 3, 1962, where, while at the Oklahoma City Zoo, Jolly was charged with manslaughter in the death of Tusco the Elephant. As the police reports indicate, Jolly injected Tusco with 297 milligrams of LSD, and an hour and a half later, the beast started tripping balls, had a seizure and collapsed. Little if any knowledge came from the experiment, other than despite their large brains, it's not a good idea to give pachyoderms LSD. Next year, after the Kennedy assassination in Dallas, alleged murderer Lee Harvey Oswald was himself fatally shot by Dallas nightclub owner Jack Ruby. Unsure of what to make of Ruby, authorities in Dallas summoned Jolly to assess Ruby's sanity to determine whether he should receive the death sentence. For the record, after interviewing the high-strung nightclub owner numerous times, Jolly counseled against frying Jack Ruby in the electric chair. A life sentence would suffice. Thank you. But Mythos Jolly doesn't end there. Oh no. In 1972, while working at an abandoned missile base in the mountains near UCLA, Jolly proposed experimenting on the brains of those prone to crime and violence. He believed it possible to invent preemptive treatments to stop crime before it happened. His subjects would be mostly young black and Latino males, with a handful of hillbillies like Swain thrown in for good measure. Fortunately, Exposed as racist and barbaric by legitimate scientists and the press, Jolly's proposed Center for the Study and Prevention of Violence never saw the light of day. But the Jolly West story isn't over yet. In 1976, Jolly was appointed by the court to resolve whether newspaper heiress and kidnapped victim Patricia Hurst had been brainwashed. After rigorous, lengthy interviews, Jolly determined Patty Hearst's mind had been molded, like Carpenter's putty. Before his final exit, Jolly boiled the potatoes of Scientologist L. Ron Hubbard, when, before an audience of a thousand psychiatrists, he declared Hubbard a quack and a fake, a crime for which the Church of Scientology never forgave him. In 1999, his body riddled with cancer, Dr. Jolly was put to sleep by empathetic friends in Los Angeles. We hope you've enjoyed this addendum for The Fairmont Affair. For Pod Planet, I'm Bill Fisdell. Be seeing you.
want a man for president who's seasoned through and through. But that's a doggone season that he won't try something new. A man who's old enough to know. And young enough to do. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. Do you like a man who answers straight? A man who's always fair? We'll measure him against the others and when you compare. You'll cast your vote for Kennedy and the change that's overdue. So it's up to you, it's up to you, it's strictly up to you. Yes, to Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. 